Whether you're a small business or an enterprise power player, if you want to beat your competition, you must create more video ads than ever before. However, the video production process has traditionally been expensive and time-consuming, but QuickFrame by Mountain is here to change that. No matter the size of your business, QuickFrame unlocks access to a global network of creators and production companies eager to deliver a more efficient way for your brand to produce high-quality video content. Visit QuickFrame.com to learn more. On this episode of the AW360 Podcast, I speak with Andy Everson, SVP of New Business and Corporate Development at QuickFrame. Andy and I discuss the need of brands of all sizes to produce quality content in today's ever-growing and video-centric world, how QuickFrame caters to the diversity needs of those businesses, and QuickFrame's unique creator marketplace. I hope you enjoy this episode. Andy Everson, welcome to the AW360 Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. So you're SVP of New Business and Corporate Development at QuickFrame. For the uninitiated, give us a high-level view of who QuickFrame is and what you do there. Yeah, I mean, the title sounds really important, um, so maybe I'll just kind of walk <laughs> through what really that means. Um, for for me and, and what I'm doing, you know, what's most important is to ensure that brands of all shapes, sizes, uh, and locations are aware of who we are and what we do. To walk through a little bit about who QuickFrame is, the purpose of our business is to uh, democratize video production. So that may seem kind of simple in nature, but it's it's really important on, on kind of what we do and how we do it. When I started with the company, my past experience has been on the publisher side. I've done some work at agencies. And um, as a publisher, you always run into challenges where creative is commonly not bespoke to your platform. It may not be you know unique to the ad slot that you're selling. Um, but creative is kind of universally a challenge. Um, so when I got involved with the business, the idea of being able to enable brands to produce creative at an affordable price point um, was really intriguing. We've built a marketplace. Um, think about it kind of like an Air- Airbnb sort of model. Um, our marketplace is comprised of predominantly small to medium sized production studios across the globe. Uh, right now, we have about 5,000 production studios. Uh, they range across about 45 different skill sets, anything from um, you know, stop motion, animation, 2D animation, 3D animation, all the way up to live action and AR and VR, everything in between. Um, so we source and onboard production studios. Um, we gain a lot of really interesting information about them, where they live, what their skill set is, what vertical they have expertise in, um, if they're women-owned, if they're minority-owned, kind of there's all of these different data points that we collect on, on all of these production teams. Um, from that side of the ecosystem, the creator ecosystem, what's really important to focus on is these are like professional production teams. Uh, They work with the big creative agencies of the world. However, when we were building the business, we found that they may go a couple months without work. They could do a really big million dollar production, but then they might go three or four months without anything. So our ability to 
support them and drive new clients that maybe they haven't worked with um, before was a really valuable solution for them um, and give them kind of new brands, new, you know, kind of uh, clients that they can get exposure to that maybe they otherwise haven't before. From the brand side, the other side of the ecosystem that we support, we enable brands to produce content, again, at a fraction of a price point of the tr traditional model. We give them the ability to localize production in certain markets if being culturally relevant is really important. Um, we give them the ability to support you know, diverse creators across, across the globe. Um, and we give them direct access to these production teams in niche areas that maybe they don't have internal capabilities for, AR being kind of a relevant example as of late. Amazing. There's so much to unpack there. So, you know, one of the, the barriers of entry for every small, medium-sized business, heck, I would even say some large businesses, has always been cost and expertise in the space. I mean, it's, it's one thing to go, hey, we need a video play. It's a whole other thing once you get out there and realize, you know, what that costs, what that means, what it entails, who it involves. And then, you know, you haven't even started to, you know, look at the ROI on the other end of it. When it when it when it comes to this, walk me through if I'm a small business, for example, and I come to Quick Frame for you know whatever initiative I have, whatever product I've. Let's say I'm trying to sell a product. What does that process look like? Yeah, it, you know, we always want to have some sort of discovery conversation, and and for us, a lot of it entails we need to learn who the business is, right? We, we're not an AOR. We don't really strive to become one. Um, so we don't know the business nearly as well as the clients that we work with. And, and I know, you know, SMBs, but that goes all the way up to, you know, the Colgates of the world. Yeah. Um, we need to understand who they are, what they're trying to achieve. But one of the other things that, that we really want to focus on, and this kind of goes into that process is, what are their KPIs? What's worked in the past? What hasn't worked in the past? Um, what are they interested in learning? Um, one of the really unique things about being able to produce content affordably is it gives clients the ability to use creative as more of a lever of optimization. And what we mean by that is, how do you understand whether or not one talent works better than the other or multiple talents work or shooting inside versus outside? Um, you know, the list goes on. Things that can't be adjusted through DCO or, you know, changing copy or text. Um, so what we look at is how do we give the client as much as we can for them to leverage and gain learnings for, um, which we think is just so important to a lot of brands. So, uh, we do a lot of that discovery, and we also have brands fill out briefs. Um, again, we're not an AOR. We don't know the business nearly as well as they do. So for us, the ability to gather all that information, gain the learnings, and really be kind of an extension to their performance team, but also you know their internal or external creative teams that they have as well, um, and just being able to execute against ideas, thoughts, kind of the, the old mantra of throwing a whole bunch of things on the wall and see what sticks. We think it's really important to actually shoot, test, and you know allow the performance to dictate what truly drives the best results for that business. Amazing. You know, we've seen alongside the rise of video and in, in all its various forms, we've seen the rise of the video and content marketplaces. And there's so many of those out there. I would assume those 
you know, pose something of you know, a bit of competition. There is a, a certain amount of businesses out there that will take a look at that landscape and go, yeah, you know, I can just pick X, Y, and Z and put it together myself and do this and hope for the best. How do you go about really differentiating the quick frame offering from those? I mean, obviously, the, the massive roster of talent. You said 5,000 studios. Did I hear you right? Correct. Yes. Roughly. Yeah, that, that's that got to be a pretty huge amount of different creators to draw from. I think there's this is almost a two-part question. How do you differentiate? And then on the other side of that, how do you organize all of that internally and, and pick who's best? It almost seems like you'd be spoiled for choice at that point. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, there's a few points to that. So first and foremost, kind of how we differentiate ourselves. So you're absolutely correct, right? There is this kind of surgence of, creative disruptors as I kind of have been coining, you know, coining them, the, the ecosystem that we sit in is definitely growing. I think the, the challenge of affordably produced creative and done at scale is something everyone's trying to solve for. Um, so where I think we differentiate and kind of how I share that when I'm talking out in market is, um, you know, there's, there's kind of three different buckets, right? You have the post-production shops that can take existing, you know, TV spots or existing assets and making a large volume of them. Um, so we do that. We have production teams that just focus on, on editing. Like we can do that. Um, but I don't think that's really unique to us. Um, cause again, there are so many of them. Then you have original production teams, and then you also have influencers uh, and influencer uh, marketplaces. So I'll, I'll touch on kind of how we differentiate across each one of those. From an original production space, so for brands that are looking for uh, a disruptor that can help them scale production globally, again, there are partners that do that or companies in our ecosystem that do do that. I think what's really unique about us is going back to one of the original points is the data that we collect on our creators, um, our production teams. We are able to provide more of a matchmaking, like I used to work at match.com, so I kind of like to, to use that <laughs> kind of comparison, sure. where we're gathering information on who these creators are, um, again, what verticals they have expertise, where they live, you know, if they're available, which is also really important too. Um, other, other companies in the ecosystem that they do something a little bit different where it's more of a bid to win model where we will take the brief, we'll spray it out to, you know, our 10,000, 20,000, whatever, you know, the competitive set says that they have. Um, we're going to spread that out to everyone where we think that's not really efficient is if I'm looking for a T 2d animation, you know, production, and I'm sending it out to 5,000, 10,000 production teams, um, the one who may be responding with the lowest price point may not actually have any expertise in 2D animation. Um, so we really want to provide more of that, um, you know, TLC to our brands to provide them back with the right creator who has that capability, who is available, who can do it within the budget and the timeline that they needed to have it done. Um, again, just removing some of that um, ambiguity and kind of concern that they may have um, or we may have on behalf of uh, the brands. Um, so we do a lot more of that when it comes to original production. From an influencer space, this is where we're getting a lot more uh, kind of competitive um, kind of competition, for lack of a better phrase. So we do an enormous amount of more TikTok um, creative 
more reels creative, you know, as those platforms and as, you know, users are really looking for a more organic, natural, bespoke creative for the platform in which they're consuming the content, we need to be able to provide brands with content that allows them to live in, in, in that environment, similar to how other people are actually consuming the content. And for influencers, it's really valuable for brands, right? There's so many values for them. Um, where I think is really unique for us is we're hiring talent the majority of the time. So these are actual create or actual talent that brands can select, can choose from. Um, it allows us to do it at again a much lower price point than through an influencer. Where that brief, um, or let me re quickly kind of fall back on that point. Um, from an influencer perspective, where we differentiate is to ensure that the creative is actually being specific to the brief or control control that creative output is controlled similar to how the brand is looking to have it um, executed. I think where influencers are really great is they know exactly what their followers are looking for. Um, they may take that brief and make it specific to their following. Um, where we differentiate is that UGC influencer style production is controlled more by the brand where they have controlling on the scripting, the storyboard, the talent that they select, how many talents they're selecting and what that output ultimately looks like. Um, so the control of what that creative narrative looks like for the brand and ultimately what users are consuming um, is a lot more controllable. Um, so we do a lot more of that for brands. Um, and so we get a little bit more adjacency to influencers. And so when it comes to the the sort of, I'll call it the content scale, so how, how much does that vary? I mean, you, you think about modern video, there's, you know, anything from a three-second spot to a 30-second spot to a minute and a half to, you know, every, all points in between. What are the the the, the lengths of the, the content that you come up with? I mean, it seems almost like, you know, hey, I've got an idea for a movie. Where am I going to do it? Well, low cost, let's go to quick frame. They have, you know, I want to make it animated. I mean, is there a limit to that? Or, you know, what kind of things do you typically see? There's no real limit. I'd say the, the majority of the brands that I think we, we've grown the most with um, and who have become really close partners of ours are the ones who are more digitally savvy, social built brands. So I'm thinking of more of the, you know, the Dollar Shave Clubs, the Aloe Moves, the, you know, Andy Swims of the world, the brands that are really leaned into social and need a lot of content specific to the platforms of which they've seen so much success. On the flip side, you have larger brands who need more corporate communications. Um, they need more HR videos. Um, those can go minutes long um, and, and you know be very, very long. Uh, I think the majority of the videos that we're making are, are much more built for CTV, um, leveraging you know the big screen, but the, the technology that enables it through digital um, to test and try iterations. Um, and then predominantly social, so more six, fifteens, and thirties. When it comes to social, what sort of traps or pitfalls or things do you have to navigate at QuickFrame to kind of ensure that everything is not only appropriate for the particular platform it's on, but also conforms to you know both platform safety guidelines, brand safety guidelines, et cetera? Is that is that a big deal, or is it something that you're you know just very well versed and it's taken care of in the brief? You know, what part of the process addresses that? 
Yeah, the, the nice thing with our business is we've become partners with every major digital platform out there. So Snap, Meta, TikTok, et cetera. So we're very well versed on all of the best practices. Um, we are in communication with each one of those platforms on a daily basis. So we're really supporting the brands and, and also being kind of an extension of their representatives and ensuring that the creative is bespoke to them, but also, um, you know, up to their standards and meet the expectations that they are looking for. You know, one of the most important things that we talk about at Advertising Week through our events and I think through our year round content is the importance in our industry of diversity and inclusion. When it comes to diversity, you know, it's 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 one thing to kind of have that that creative out there that kind of demonstrates, you know, that, that your brand is you know, trying to present itself to a more diverse group of people. But what about the flip side of that, the, the content creator side? What at QuickFrame are you doing to ensure that, you know, there's proper representation behind the scenes? It's, it's honestly something that I'm extremely focused on and I think is is something that we need to speak we need to speak more about um you know as you mentioned there's so many surveys there's so many reports on the importance of having inclusive representation in front of the camera and and what it is that a marketer is putting out to to their consumers you know whether it's Facebook or Google or Microsoft you know, the World Economic Forum, there's so many different companies that are out there and sharing this to, to brands. And, you know, marketers are really doing what they can to, you know, be inclusive and, and, and be diverse. And I think where, where we really want to support is to enable brands to support diverse representation behind the camera. Um, so, you know, while we can support them in having talent that's in front of the camera that is diverse, um, the ability for us, you know, as we as we mentioned, you know, we have a lot of information on on our creators and and the the ability for us to um, you know enable brand to support a, a woman owned production team or a minority owned production team. I think that's something that we want to continue to really emphasize and enable brands to be able to not only support you know, diverse represent, representation in front of the camera, but really support the production teams that are making that um, making that ad or making that collateral um, on behalf of their brand. And looking ahead, this is my, I, I always love the crystal ball question. There's no doubt that video is just going to continue to grow. I think that's just, it's, it's a no brainer to say that. But looking ahead, you know, five years down the road, how do you see the platforms diversifying and then I think as a result, maybe your offerings diversifying. And I think as a separate part of that still, do things like the metaverse play into that? Yeah, I mean, look, if, if I knew what was going to happen five years from now, I would be a very rich man. Um, <laughs> so I, I can only say kind of what the trends that we've been seeing thus far. Um, you know, the, the biggest shift that we've seen <clears throat> specific to brands and, and also platforms and, and what it is that they're looking to do and, and Kind of the challenges that marketers and and agencies have, um, which I totally feel for them, is the ability to actually make um, you know we you know it's kind of coin creative diversification. So developing a multitude of different styles and and pushing it out in market across a multitude of different ad slots. Um, you know, creative fatigue is something that they are constantly having to be 
um, hit over the head with from every different platform, every different publisher. You need to continuously refresh all of your creative and um, and you need to ensure that the audience is, is engaging with fresh and, and unique creative each time. Um, what we've seen as of late is more of the UGC style um, you know, creative type. So that's really driven a lot of value for, for our marketers because again, it is affordable and it allows them to um, test and drive iterations on what's driving success. And that can inform their next you know, campaign. Um, so that's where we've seen a lot of success as of late. Um, the metaverse is something that we are, are you know, seeing a lot of success with and, and the ability for us to have a marketplace of um, sourced and onboarded and, uh, um, and, and talented production teams that focus on Spark AR um, or AR in general, all the way to more kind of mixed reality creative um, there's a lot that we're doing in this space. Um, again, it's relatively niche, but it's ga gaining an enormous amount of attention. Um, so again, just ensuring that we have the, gr the greatest creators to support them, um, ensure that we're matching the brands um, and informing and educating them as we go along. So if I wanted to find out more about QuickFrame, where would I go? Uh, you can go to quickframe.com um, and uh, and contact us on, on there. And, and I'm always available for anyone who's interested in chatting. Excellent. Well, Andy, I appreciate you taking the time to be on today. This is fascinating stuff. Thank you so much, Richard. It was nice meeting you and, and appreciate the time. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. For more content like this and to learn about Advertising Week's world-leading events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. It's never been more important to produce effective video ads, but many businesses don't even know where to start. That's where Quick Frame by Mountain comes in. QuickFrame has facilitated more than 65,000 high-performing on-brand video ads designed for audience specificity and rapid creative testing. Their solution helps brands of all sizes iterate and improve upon campaigns mid-flight to create more effective content more efficiently. It's not too good to be true. It's just how QuickFrame works. Visit QuickFrame.com to learn more.